Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got Graham. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry Connick Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how it goes? And welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. Uh, greetings on this Monday from Studio B here on Airline Drive. Rookie minicamp is in the books. Uh, a good one over the last three days. Hope you were able to get some of the coverage throughout uh, the weekend on NewOrleansSaints.com. John DeShazer and company uh, did a wonderful job of uh, staying up with that. We're going to share some of the sound from the weekend for you. The thoughts of Coach Payton, Rob Ryan, and several of the players partaking in their first Saints experience this weekend. That's primarily our focus here on this Monday. And then also on our radar screen this week, we've got Saints Hall of Fame stuff to uh, talk about and uh, certainly NBA as we're down to a Final Four. Congratulations, by the way, to the Houston Rockets our fellow Southwest Division mates uh, took care of it yesterday. They looked really good in Game 7 and uh, take out the Los Angeles Clippers. Chris Paul's streak of uh, not making it to a conference finals continues after uh, 10 seasons now in the NBA. But the Clippers are done. They have some questions of their own. And the Rockets move on to take on the Golden State Warriors. I think this afternoon is a travel day for the, Ra- the Rockets uh, as the Western Conference uh, Finals begins uh, here shortly out at Oracle Arena. And then in the East, of course, it's uh, it's still an interesting situation as Atlanta has advanced and the Hawks uh, dispatching the Wizards get a chance now to go up against uh, LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. So there's your final four. I can't say that I'm all real surprised at the four teams left. Uh, Houston maybe a little bit, uh, and we'll see how they match up with Golden State. I think after watching the Warriors up close and seeing the Rockets four times in person and a number of times on television, I think the um, the advantage still belongs to the number one seat. We'll see how it plays out. should be interesting, though, as we get closer and closer to the NBA Finals, which uh, come your way starting on June the 3rd. Uh, this week on the NBA calendar is also the NBA Draft Lottery. We'll see how that shakes out. We'll see which teams are very happy tomorrow night, and we'll talk about that more on Tuesday and Wednesday. And while we're handling out, uh, handing out congratulations, uh, a couple of things. Uh, Tulane Baseball had a great weekend. I hope that they are going to be involved now in the NCAA tournament regional-wise after these conference tournaments are done this weekend. LSU uh, had a great weekend against South Carolina. LSU softball won a thriller yesterday uh, in dispatching the uh, Arizona State Sun Devils in two games. 
And uh, even uh, Louisiana Lafayette, the uh, Raging Cajun softball team, also advancing to the super regional round of the college softball uh, tournament. So good, uh, good way to go for South Louisiana over the last couple of days, especially at the collegiate level. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll take you back over the weekend a bit and uh, check in on a couple of folks regarding Saints Rookie Minicamp, which is now in the books. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island in a new sports car and a golden hot That's tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. I'm Sean Kelly, and as promised, uh, a little bit of a recap here of Saints rookie minicamp over the weekend. Here's head coach Sean Payton, uh, who spoke with the media, and this is uh, the entire session he had with the media, I want to say from Saturday, and I want you to be able to listen to the parts uh, that he goes through here. He uh, obviously talks about the overall rookie class and then touches on a couple of different positions and a little bit of overall off-season news as well. So here again, head coach Sean Payton from this past weekend. It would be easiest for an undrafted rookie or a tryout guy to come in and, and make a name for himself. For our team or in general? Because it was interesting for our team specifically. Uh, well, the initial thoughts are areas where we felt like maybe we were thin just based on depth. You know, uh, the defensive line, for instance, with a couple guys that were on our team a year ago that are no longer uh, with us, Walker and Dedrick. Um, we drafted a player there. Uh, you know, a lot of it position-wise, though, that, that's one that comes to mind. Um, we had nine draft picks this year, so signed free agents after the draft. That number wasn't as high just based on the amount of guys we had drafted. I think, forget our team for a second, history with those late round free agents would tell you receiver corner. Um, and yet we we were looking at this going back now nine years, the number of players that we've signed after the draft that have made our roster and, they, and they've been linebacker. When you look at a Casillas, they've been running back. We've got a handful of running backs. Um, they've been receiver. They it, So it's kind of been uh, across the board. But with this year's team, uh, I would say it's very early in this rookie camp to look at 
where the potential guys might be. Uh, we're watching a lot of the tape. I, I think this, I would say this camp is further along than some of the rookie camps we've had in the past, just with the, not the execution, but these guys coming in and picking things up pretty quickly. It, it's been impressive. I just finished telling them that. Coach with Andres, is he working at a specific spot that you guys going to kind of move him around and see where he best fits? Yeah, he he's taking reps at right and left. You know, predominantly, you know, we've worked him at the right tackle position. Um, he's got the skill set to play either. Obviously, he played left tackle at college. Uh, I think it's going to be important for, for him initially as he gets ready to come to the vet mini camp and then training camp um, to begin to have a primary spot. Uh, I see that being initially at right. But I also see him being able to go and, and play left. Typically, most of these linemen will have two spots that we train them at during training camp. Um, you'll feel when you guys get a chance to be around him, his size and his length. And he's a, a quick study, smart, and uh, you know, an impressive, an impressive young player. Really impressive. Brett said, Stanford, Brett said you guys will. The Stanford uh, school dates won't hold them out of, of that. It holds them out of the OTA. It holds them out of the program Monday, Tuesday, this phase two. It holds them out of some OTAs, much like Brandon Cooks. And then the same with Brandon. He was able to come to the mini camp. And so he'll miss some of the offseason. Uh, and then there'll be a process where we make sure that uh, we're communicating with him, hey, where we're at with the installation, but very similar because they're on the quarter system. When those guys miss it, do you, do you do a lot of that? You send them you know, some stuff to look over? Yeah, they'll, they'll, take, they'll take stuff home because the others are here. You know, the unique thing now, the way the schedule is set up is, in fact, a lot of these rookies were here Monday of this week, Tuesday, Wednesday, lifting weights, getting acclimated in football school because that's kind of what we're in right now. And... So I think that helps them, obviously, when you get to this weekend uh, with, the, with the football part of it. Uh, in his case, you know, we'll make sure he has those materials and, and we'll make sure that we set up some times, uh, you know, whether we're Skyping, I don't know what the technology is. We're, we're basically still being able to go through an install, but the rules will allow him to come back for the vet mini camp. Rick said he's extremely uh, fluid for a big guy. Is that Man. pretty much what you guys saw, or is Absolutely. it even more so? Absolutely. Well, you, you see it on film, you see it in the workouts, and then when he's actually here, you see his size, and then you see his athleticism, and it's it's pretty impressive. You were Sean, last last year, last week, Denver and Jacksonville both lost high draft picks to yep. injury before they signed. Have you ever had anything like that happen here? And maybe because now you get everybody signed early, it's not as much of a, a concern for you, or at least. Well, I I don't think. Regardless of whether the drafted player has signed his contract or not, I think it would be treated much like that across the league. So uh, the concern is preventing it from happening. And, and you know, there's a, a combination of two or three things that can take place. You know, a lot of these guys, the, the higher round players, have spent the last three weeks visiting clubs. You know, when, when you travel, it's hard to train. Um, before that, they were training for their workout and their combine. So it, it's fair to say they're behind from a football physical standpoint of being in shape. So it's important for us to make sure that the transition here isn't uh, too fast physically. You know, in other words, we, we have to get them up to speed. Now we had the advantage by having the second weekend for, there's two weekends we're allowed to have a rookie mini camp. The first one after the draft or the second one. By having the second weekend, 
it's allowed us to you know have four days with them and, and really get a gauge on where they're at um, but that being said it's always a concern you're wanting to make sure the tempo is right you're wanting to make sure that uh, you know you don't suffer a setback and you know it, it happens and I'm sure that uh, you know those are those are tough things especially when it's a high player you know highly profile player you've invested a lot of Research what, was, and, what was the situation with Ty Zimmerman last year? I don't think he ever got on the field for you. At least he never got the training camp. Did yeah, I want to say he, he came in the offseason. I know he was rehabbing at, at training camp. Um, but the point being is, is the, payers, the player is still one of two things happens with, with a free agent. You know, there's an injury settlement, you know, based on the injury. Let's say it's a hamstring and we say it's going to be four weeks. Then there's a settlement number that would equate to four weeks. Um, oftentimes the player will just continue to rehab with you. And uh, so it's actually pretty pretty simple with regards to the contract. When you bring veterans in like Bowers or, or Kaufman for, for a trial here, what, what are you looking to see from those guys? Well, it gives us an idea as to their skill set. I mean, again, we've got all the film work done, but how do they actually look, you know, specifically to our team? And uh, you get to know the player. For, for a little bit. One of the things I said at the, the, the start of the, this mini camp was that you know, we've had players that have made this roster. We've had veteran players, Billy Miller, uh, a handful of others that were veteran players that were on a tryout we signed. We've had rookies, Kyrie, just to name a few, that were on this tryout that we signed. We've had free agents. The point is our roster has all of those designations, draft picks, signed free agents, uh, tryout rookies, and tryout veterans. Um, I think it's important for them to know that that they are trying to make an impression and they're not in here just to fill numbers up. We'll go up here in a meeting in a little bit and we'll talk about each one of these guys as we're watching the tape. How was this day for them, the morning practice, and then what would our vision be if, if we were to sign them? So how much how much input do your coordinators and position coaches have in this process when you're going through the draft signing guys? Uh, they have some input. It's more about they'll write up the grades on the players that we ask them to grade. Jeff Ireland, myself, and Mickey, um, you know, will will kind of be closely involved with uh, the the overall process. The coaches, kind of like the scouts. Now the scouts have worked on a player for a year. The coaches would begin the process at the end of the season leading up to the combine uh, and then they'll, they'll write reports per their position. Maybe we ask them to follow up on a couple players, maybe go to some individual pro days. Um, but ultimately, uh, I would say it starts with the scouts, the area scout who knows the player when we're assigning a grade. Jeff did a great job uh, of you know, managing and, and putting that information together and, and really doing a good job of directing the room. And then, uh, and then Mickey and I will, you know, take that information in and, and then we'll make our decisions. Is there a point like it, when that process is starting where, where maybe the coaches communicate what traits they're looking for and the scouts? And no, I think that we do what we do every year is we talk about the defense, the offense, um, what we're looking for from a body type, you know, with regards to our scheme. But, um, but they, they're part of the process, the coaches are, but ultimately um, it would be the reports. Sean, when so you're acquiring players in the offseason, uh, you mentioned scheme. Do you pick players based on how they can fit the scheme, or is that something that evolves naturally throughout 
It's a good question. Uh, in that, you know, do you have flexibility? Look, back in 06, we had the opportunity to draft Reggie Bush. I don't know that we identified running back as a must position. Deuce was here, and we were able to select him. And within 24 hours, we were looking at more college tape and taking advantage of his skill set. So I, I would say, look, there, there's a scheme that we want to run and a defense and offense that we want to play. And, you know, C.J. Spiller, for instance, was not necessarily on our radar at the beginning of free agency and then very quickly into it, he became someone that was. So that will change a little bit about where we go directionally. Uh, certainly it's not an overhaul, but I think one of the things that we try to do is, all right, here's the players now we've, we've been able to put together. And there's been a plan with that. You know, we, we're looking at corners that obviously are bigger. Um, but we still have to have that flexibility to look at, you know, who we were able to select and what do we think their strengths are and, and, and address it that way. But you do start the process in the very beginning with this is, this is who we are, this, these are some of the prototypes we're looking for, and yet um, the idea is really drafting good football players. Sean, a few prices in, uh, Garrett Grayson, what are you seeing so far, everything that he was able to be and what yeah, you saw? Yeah, I, I would say it's been uh, it's been impressive. Um, he's a quick decision maker. He's got good arm strength. Uh, his athleticism. He's in shape, and uh, you guys will have a chance to see uh, see him soon at practice. But um, he's been real effective. I, I said this to Pete. We've got three quarterbacks in this camp. You know, one under contract, uh, and then two tryout quarterbacks. All three of them, uh, I would say, have been one of the better combinations of quarterbacks in a rookie camp that we've had. Um, so that's encouraging, but he, he's, been, he's been sharp. Uh, he's a quick study, and he's very accurate, and you guys will see that. It, Drew's, out, Drew's out here. Is Drew watching practice at all? Is he watching Garrett? He's come out the last, I'm sure he's come out to watch rookie camp. He, he does that quite a bit. Um, I know he, he's also probably babysitting. <laughs> uh, and so I, I, his kids love running around here, and. Uh, We've had a number of players come out. It's pretty common. We yesterday had, I want to say, seven or eight guys. You know, it was a just Friday. Just the entire practice. They finished their workouts and they want to just come out and see how they're. They also want to see some of the stuff we're doing, maybe that we're putting in on offense or defense, and uh, and then just watch their position group. I think it's, um, I think it's good. Sean, similar to what Catherine's asking about players, the quarterback, the first quarterback that you've really drafted hot specific qualities you're looking for that well, decision making and accuracy accuracy is up there speed yeah accuracy is up there I mean there's traits physically we're looking for you know he's six two and a half um, so there, there's a triangle of things you're looking at position specific you know is he a guy that competes is he tough uh, how is he when the team's behind you know how does he uh, how does he handle pressure you know can he avoid can he run or is he someone who's going to be in the pocket and there's a little bit of a sack liability you grade all these elements um, but certainly accuracy is an important it would be one of the one of the key things that we what would look at grabbed you with him what stood out was there just a hand moments or? there were the games that he played in he had a good uh, volume of work uh, our exposure to him both at the combine uh, our exposure to him Closer to the draft, obviously the Monday before the draft, uh, 
so throughout the process, we saw a number of things that, that we valued. And uh, he's got the stature and he's got the height. He's got the size. Um, we'll see how he goes. That when Boston you, College finish was one that a couple of people brought. Yeah, we watched that. that you, well, that. we watched that tape with him on the visit. Yeah. Because um, he had two interceptions and got hit hard on one of those plays. And then, you know, kind of the team kind of came back. So you want to see how they handle some adversity. Um, but we will have, on, on a player like that, we will have seen every game. Right. And and then watched out. He had, you know, his individual workout we saw that we weren't, you know, necessarily the coaches weren't there. And then we flew out, had another workout with him. So by the time you get to the draft with a player like Garrett, you know, you, you've got a pretty good sense as to his strengths, his weaknesses, and and then it's just trying to determine, you know, where can we realistically acquire the player. When you drafted Anthony, you looked at him as a Mike linebacker. Yeah. Uh, obviously, he's got physical traits, but you got to have, you know, the kind of the, the traits of being, say, that leader. I mean, yeah. How much did that stick out to you that he could come in? Because that's a, obviously all, a lot of people look at that as a, the quarterback, say, of the defense. Yeah, I would say this. You know, one of the – look, I think one of the – one of the strengths of Hawthorne is his ability to communicate. And when you look at his time at TCU, even in Seattle as a Mike, he, he's someone that was very good in that role. I, I think when, when you see this from Stefan, you see a number one college defense at Clemson. So, you know, Brent and the staff there did a great job. You, you can see it on film. Um, and then you get that confidence with a player. Uh, as you guys will have a chance to see, you'll be around him. He's very mature. It's very important to him. He's a real good communicator. Um, all those things were, were, were huge pluses. And you know, the trick was the trick was not liking him. Then the trick was all right. You know, if we put a certain grade on him, once we get past this this spot in round one, we know his, historically there's going to be a little run here. And uh, and the other thing that I would say is noticeable with him is his size, his stature. I mean, he's he's big. So this has been a, a real good exposure for us now and, and getting a chance to see him articulate the defense, learn the defense. It's awfully important to him. Um, and so he's got some of those traits. But he, he, we do see him as a Mike. Sean, how much have you been following the developments with the Pelicans this week? Every time he needs to talk to Mickey, and he's tied up with that, with that end of it. No, I mean, I listen. It, it's obviously I probably found out after you and shot Monty a text right away. I'm, I'm a I'm a huge fan of Monty's, so you know you're going to get a biased opinion if it's me talking. I, I just have a ton of respect for him. Uh, we had a few text messages, and I'm sure we'll have a chance to spend some more time and visit. And at the same time. Uh, it's it's kind of one of those arenas that I don't know enough about. I mean, I'll watch a little bit, and my son will fill me in on the roster and uh, who's doing what. But um, it's hard. It's hard when you see that because you know someone. You know, it's 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 one of the tough tough things about our profession. What you, you mentioned you hear from so, about so many of these players this year is that they're workers, they're not afraid. You know, to, talk about art to do. Yeah, to do the little. Yeah. Kaha. Uh, tall. Look, make no mistake about it. I, I think one of the one of the one of the messages prior, way prior to the draft, was if we went back and and evaluated different draft classes, and we go all the way back to 06, Time allows you to, to look closer at how successful the draft was or not. 
But if you went back to that draft and, and you took seven rounds and you said Bush, Harper, there were no threes, Jari Evans, uh, Rob Ninkovich, two sixes, didn't make it, and then Streif and Colston. Every one of those guys has got some common boxes that are checked off. And you know what? We got to make sure we're doing the same thing and 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 clearly look at that those those traits that that we've always valued. And that was a big emphasis here with this class. So you start going through the picks here and checking them off. Um, this is our first chance to be around them for a long period of time. But you know, it's a it's a hard league to make it in and you know, there's some toughness that's needed and there's some, you know, guys got to be sharp and the guys got to have passion and, and, you know, if you go back and you, and, and you have the, the review of prior drafts and you look at players that didn't hit, you know, there's a good chance maybe one of those boxes was a little gray or it wasn't as clean. So uh, production's important and yet you, you kind of factor all these things in. Is that one of the reasons why you yeah, a lot of seniors and a lot of fifth-year seniors. You felt guys that were dependable. I don't know that, and I don't know specifically that we we biased ourselves with seniors as opposed to juniors, because look, there there's a number of juniors that have those boxes checked. So I don't know that we look specifically that way, but but certainly there's past production with these players. But I don't know specifically to your question that it was. We're going to be leery of juniors. It was more about, hey, how do we feel like they fit into our locker room, and how do how do we feel like their makeup is what we're looking for? Did, did you think, looking back, at, that team chemistry was an area that you had to improve on dramatically? Well, we felt like it, it needs to be better, and that starts with us, and that starts with me. You know, in other words, um, I don't know that chemistry. Look, it's a it's a fickle thing because you you can win some games early and say, hey, we had great team chemistry typically that specific topic is tested through adversity so when you face a loss or two losses or you face a tough overtime game it gets put to test more readily than if you win um, but I think by and large uh, starting with me and our coaching staff along with the team is we understand and know that look a 16 game season we're going to have some tough stretches but we've got to be able to battle back and uh, and so I think back to the makeup with regards to our success and when we've been successful, that was a big point of emphasis. And, and Delvin, bro, another guy you're, you're getting a chance to see. What, what yeah, see? we saw him for, for a workout. You guys know the story. You know, he had nine visits set up. He played up in Canada. You, you know his history here uh, at a high school, Louisiana State. He's been, uh, he's been real good in this camp, active. You could see he's in shape. So there's five players at this workout that that have been with us most of the offseason a couple practice squad players um, those guys are a little ahead just because they're in better shape you Sean, mentioned you mentioned sending materials home with guys has anybody ever lost that stuff and what would happen to them if they did um no it's it's a little bit easier now because it you can be computer driven so you could like wipe it out if somebody <laughs> lost there yeah i honestly i think that um i would say it's somewhat overrated if someone got someone else's huddle snap counter. I, I guess you can you can turn on to a network game and get the snap count. So parts of that are but it's easy to just send and and 
generate through computer. Sean, any reaction to the Patriots' penalties? And are you watching? No, listen, I knew that question was yeah. coming at some point. And honestly, you know, we went through a process a few, three years ago, and I'm sure they're going through one right now. Um, but other than that, our focus right now for me and our team is is on what we're doing right now. We've got enough problems ourselves to to solve, and uh, you know that's what I'd say. Can you compare the strength of Taha and Toll and maybe what they could add to y'all? Well, now Toll's Toll's a, a a guy who's not able to practice yet. Um, you know, we see some upside with him. He was a good, productive player in college, good pass rusher. Uh, I'd say. A little bit different in uh, in how that's what he goes by. All right, how is uh, <laughs> has been highly productive. You got a crystal clear vision right away. You know exactly what you're getting with the player. He's smart. He's tough. There's a passion to how he plays, and you see it out here. Um, so they're similar type players in that the position we kind of see Toll playing would be an outside backer. Um, but you know he's rehabbing the shoulder. He's got some work to do. Uh, you know, and, and for him, it'll, it'll be a, a process, and I'm sure the rehab being here uh, will be good for him and, and while he's learning the system. How will be a Sam? As far as he goes, um, you've had success with small school guys in the past. Does that make it easier to draft a guy like that? Yeah, I think that, well, if you're watching a small school player, is he dominating the level of competition that, you know, so he, that, the tape might be held to a different standard because he's playing against a smaller school player. Um, is there any exposure to all-star games where the player's competing against bigger school players? You know, that'd be one thing. Um, but with him, uh, I think his testing helped him because he's someone that really tested well along with having college production. And so uh, it was an attractive fit when we drafted him. He'll uh, install at the Sam position. Who, who are we talking uh, about? Kaha. Yeah, he's getting reps right now at the Sam. Um, and I'm sure, forget the base for a second. You know, 75% of the snaps are in sub. He would be an edge player in pass rush. And then, is that what Spencer does too? Sort of from the opposite. We've, we've always seen Junior sort of be the one edge rushing outside. Yeah, linebacker. I would say in sub. All these players we're discussing, whether it's the two young rookies or whether it's Spencer, whether it's Junior, the, all of them we feel like are guys that will factor in the sub rush from an outside spot. Uh, in the base, then, there's some variation as to whether they're playing outside at Sam or whether they're playing the Jack. Is P.J. Williams somebody that can compete right away in that nickel position? He's competing, and this Swan's competing. You know, um, both of those guys, bro, uh, those guys have all stood out here. Um, I'd say Swan specifically and Bro, you, you know, PJ has is, is picked things up. Uh, I do think that he's a guy that will have a chance to compete at the nickel. And, and again, with 70% with of the snaps being nickel, that really is the new base. <laughs> you know, uh, we, get, we get so accustomed to the core positions that are used to running out the tunnel, and then you watch the Super Bowl, and is it is a good you know you watch that game, and we've watched both sides of the ball, and you know, close to 80% of it's played in sub, and so uh, you know I think those are two candidates. Bro will probably work more outside, but uh, those two young players will have a chance there, and then we've got some players currently on the roster that we we feel like we'll have a chance to compete there.
decision? No, no, hell no, no. The only time I'm talking basketball with Mickey is, can I get two tickets? <laughs> That's it. And I guess Davison, Tyler Davison. Who? Tyler. Oh, all right. I thought you were on basketball. So <laughs> no, I mean, no, I'm going to go back to I'm basketball. I'm like, um, <laughs> Tyler's doing good. He's, uh, he's a guy that um, this has been a good camp for him. I, I think he uh, he's active. He, he's a real smart player. He's uh, a guy that wrestled when he was in high school. He's doing well. You guys will meet him as well. I, I think you guys will like this class just when you're around him and visiting with him. Um, it's a challenge to be a defensive lineman or offensive lineman in this camp because the pads are off and at the snap of the ball, you know, we're, we're screaming at them. You got to stay up. You got to avoid the contact. And it's a little bit easier for the receivers and the corners and the kickers and the punters. Um, but it's tougher for those guys to get a fair evaluation without having the pads on. What do you, what do you like about uh, R.J. Harris, the unsigned uh, wide receiver? Um, give me his jersey number. New Hampshire. All right. Uh, he's he is signed. I think. Yeah, yeah. He was a UDFA. Yeah. yeah. When you said unsigned, no, I started sorry, thinking. Sorry, yeah. yeah. He is signed. Uh, he's got real quick hips. He's explosive. He's he stood out in this camp. Um, he's got real good speed. He's a little thin, uh, but he handles bump and run pretty well. Um, and I and I would say he'd be a guy that that we've noticed a little bit. You, you, there's some snaps where who's that go back again and, and it would be him. Can you say anything about the uh, tight ends have in uh, spheres? Is, is yeah, more blocking than receiving or there's a couple of tight ends. I would say uh, tab is a little bit more versatile to play either in line Y uh, or off the ball. I think uh, Spears is a guy that I see more as an F type player. And then uh, Chase Kaufman we have in here uh, who was a drafted tight end who has been in our league for a number of years from Missouri. Is a guy we're looking at. He's done some good things as well. Um, kind of high cut, runs well, and you know, really shows up in the passing game. Do you have to bring in a veteran at tight end, or, or uh, that's another of the I don't, I don't, undrafted? I don't, I don't necessarily uh, think so. Um, it's a good question. I was curious to see how these these young young guys were doing, um, but that would not be something we'd look at right now and say, all right, this is still after the dust is settled. You know, we, we, we have to get a tight end. We'll pay attention to the, that position. And yet, um, you know, the guys that are training right now, we, we feel real good about. Peyton was joined at the microphone after practice uh, by defensive coordinator Rob Ryan. Keep in mind, out of the nine draft picks, six went to the, went to the defensive side of the football. So we, of course, were uh, ready and uh, willing to hear from head coach Rob Ryan as well. Defense having a draft, just your thoughts on some of the guys you got in? Oh, we're excited about all these guys. They're working really hard and, uh, uh, you know, doing a real good job communicating and uh, impressed with, with how the effort's going and also impressed with uh, how they're communicating and, and how they're learning. During that process you're going through looking at the guys, how, how much input do you have in, you know, in some of these guys that drafted? Well, I mean, you know, everybody, you know, with uh, Sean and, and Mickey being here and, and, uh, and Jeff Ireland so much, I mean, they're going to ask a coach's opinion, but I mean, we've got three of the best in the business, you know, doing the selecting. So, you know, they ask your opinion, absolutely. Kind of completely revamped the cornerback position. Uh, just what have you seen so far from some of the guys you've got in here? Well, I'm real impressed with, uh, you know, with our draft choices at Bro. Uh, you know, they look fantastic. They're working hard. They're, they're getting with uh, Wesley McGriff and, and Dennis Allen and Marcus Ungaro, and, and uh, they're doing a great job. 
Are you guys looking to get more physical at that position? It kind of seems like these guys fit the profile. I think, you know, uh, on defense, we need we need to improve on every aspect. And physicality is one area. Uh, you know, we're getting guys that are smart, tough, and want to play football. And we've got them all over our roster, and, and we're excited about it. Coach, were you happy to see all the, all the picks on defense on draft day when that went out all on four well, I mean, I think as a coach, of course, I mean, it's it's the most exciting part of your job. It's the best part of your job when you get, uh, you know, good players to work with. And, uh, of course, we're real excited about this. Sorry about Kakaha. What have you seen so far? I know it's been a few practices, but he's explosive. He can get to that quarterback quickly there. Well, he's a real hard worker. He's learning uh, from the best in the business and Joe Vitt. So uh, he's going to be an excellent player for us because he works hard. He wants to be great. Uh, Shanley worked with him in the offseason, and, and he knows about our program. So, uh I think it was, you know, he's going to be a great player for us. When you have a guy like Josh that's had a couple of knee injuries, do you see them maybe uh, uh, running a little bit gingerly or, or, or holding back any? Or, or is, is injury, you know, I mean, injury never a factor? I'm not Scotty Patton, but, uh, you know, I mean, I, I don't really, you know, I don't see that. You know, I don't know the history report. I mean, obviously we do, but, uh, you know, I haven't noticed anything. A lot, of, a lot of the guys you drafted this year seem like, you know, they, they've had some tough times. They've had to overcome injuries. Uh, is that is that a theme of, of this draft, trying to, to get guys that, that have overcome things in, in their I, careers? I think I think uh, we put a premium on on you know toughness and uh, smart guys and guys that love football, and that's that's what we do. Bob, is uh, Stephon Anthony competing for the job where he'll wear the where he would theoretically wear the microphone, do the signal calling, or is it hard for a, a rookie to come in and? That no, I, I think uh, I think this guy's you know a um, special guy and and uh, he's the one we identified as as the best in, inside backer in the draft and, and uh, we're excited about him. He's really smart. He loves football and, and uh, everything we put at him, he's he's run like he's run it a million times. That's what he's doing though of the like the the, the signal yes. calling as well as so Absolutely. that's the mic. Does your mic always do that or uh, historically has uh, in Dallas when I had Sean Lee playing, Will Sean Lee did it, but uh, usually you put the middle of your defense in. There. Have and you the, had oh, a rookie do that before? Uh, I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, yeah, I did. Kirk Morrison. Who's now doing you guys' job? That's outstanding, too. You got to listen to him. He's fantastic. Coach, do you expect for him to make a media impact, or is too early to tell? No, I mean, you know, everybody's working to compete and all that. I don't want things. He's going to be an excellent football player for us. You uh, did, I assume, have some input on Anthony Spencer. What, what did you always like about how he fits this defense? Well, I mean, Anthony Spencer is another guy that, that's tough, smart, loves football. So, uh, you know, did I vouch for him? I, of course I did. I mean, the kid uh, played great, great for me in Dallas. Uh, I know one thing, he's, he's a grown man, and he's, and he's excellent. He's, he's what the Saints are looking for. That's defensive coordinator Rob Ryan, and prior to that, obviously, Saints head coach Sean Payton. We'll take a quick break, and we'll hear from some of the guys, the newest Saints, on their first weekend right after this. In New Orleans, food is more than a passion. It's a tradition, and Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. 
at Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new nutty super grain vegan smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior protein, super grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad, and you are invited to try out. Join us on Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. For more information on how you can be a part of the Pelicans dance team, visit pelicans.com today. Hi, it's Mark Romig. When I'm not announcing, it's good, I'm listening to the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. Let's take you inside the uh, Saints locker room uh, from the weekend. Uh, John DeShazer and Alex Restrepo and Justin Stout and our gang at NewOrleansSaints.com. I had the chance to visit with several guys. I picked out five here that I thought were worthy of a listen, uh, starting with the uh, first selection by the Saints at the draft, the 13th overall selection that's offensive tackle Andrus Pete out of Stanford, who I think uh, impressed many here over his first weekend in New Orleans. Um, I feel like at Stanford, you know, we did a good job of uh, preparing me, and so I think it won't won't be too bad for me. Is it the same offense, same terminology? Yeah, similar similar stuff, just different terminology. So I'm just working to learn that. What do you feel like you you need to work on? Um, just like refining technique and. Just learning the technique here, which is different to, you know, what I did at Stanford. How, how so? How is it different? Um, just like different, different footwork. Um, you know, do some of the same blocking schemes, but just like different footwork and different technique. You just talk about the experience just coming to New Orleans. You've seen Drew Brees, guys you just watched on television. That's it. We'll talk about how this just being here this weekend at the Saints facility has been for you. Yeah, it's been pretty awesome. Just like uh, getting here and. You know, actually being here and getting to know some of the guys, and it's been fun. How much have you worked on your agility being such a big guy? I mean, and a lot of, you know, you talk to the coaches, and they attribute that as one of your major strengths. What do you do to kind of work on that and become so agile for such a big guy? Yeah, I'll just say repetition, just, uh, you know, working working uh, my kick slides and you know, different stuff. And I feel like it's, you know, really helped me out uh, coming to this next level. Did you play another sport or anything growing up, soccer or anything, or is it just a yeah. natural agility? Yeah, I never played soccer, but uh, <laughs> a little too big for that. But I played basketball all growing up, so that, that helped me out just because uh, you got to move a lot in basketball and it's helped me on the football field as well. Just came in ready to work and uh, just each day getting better and uh, learning learning the playbook was a big thing. And have you talked to Zach or, or Teron? I haven't, I haven't seen them yet, so... Uh, I haven't got a chance to talk to him. So is it Andrew, tough to gauge growth in this setting? I mean, where you can't really, you know, no, no pants, not really physical. Is it tough to gauge growth? How much you're growing through this process? Yeah, a little bit, just because you're not, you're not actually hidden with uh, no pads. But you know, I definitely see some improvement just in my footwork and those type of things, uh, doing different blocking schemes. 
Two linebackers uh, certainly did stand out this weekend, and of course uh, there are high hopes for uh, these individuals. One, of course, is Stephon Anthony, the uh, linebacker out of Clemson, who uh, spoke after practice this weekend too. Is any of the language the same? The way you were in college, is uh, some of some of the language is the same, some different, as I said before. Being under Rob, uh, just talk about him, person as a coach. There, what 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 makes him stand out from some of your other coordinates you had through high school? And college? Oh man, he's definitely a fun guy to be around, man, and um, I think he does a great job of getting players in the right position, and you know we're, we're gonna see what happens. Just talk about being here. Like you, you see Drew Brees walk around, guys you only watch on television. Talk about how. Do you get a little starstruck when you first walk in the building and, and oh, see all these guys? Uh, I guess I guess you do some. You know, uh, you just want to fit in and get 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 together with the guys and get back to work. Is having uh, Tavares around kind of help just transition personally, just through like you know having a few months? Oh, yeah, through? yeah, it's, it's Tavares, man. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, man, uh, definitely having him here with me. Daquan's here, C.J. Spiller's here. You know, we got a got a host of Clemson guys here, so. It's always good to have them around going through the process. The other guy that I can't wait to get my eyeballs on is uh, Hauli Kakaha. He is the uh, linebacker slash defensive end out of the University of Washington, a native of Hawaii. Uh, I know that there are a lot of folks who are anxious to see him play, and I think that we'll all get our first taste at uh, really getting to see his uh, wares uh, when these practices are open in June for Saints overall minicamp. Again, that's open to the public on June 16th, 17th. And 18th, but here is Kakaha yesterday speaking inside the Saints locker room. And so far, pretty amazing. What's the most amazing part? Um, getting to play amongst a bunch of professionals, you know, guys that have been here and uh, played at a really good level, you know, across the country. So I don't know, playing with guys that that are really dedicated and love football. You worked with Scott Shanley uh, this summer. Or before before the draft, talk about that and, and what he was able to kind of, kind of teach you and and what you were able to learn. Scott helped me out with learning linebacker. You know, it's a transition from uh, more of a hybrid end, um, and got me used to coverages and, and certain drills that uh, Joe Vit was used to doing, and I had no clue that you know I would be doing some of these drills um, at this time. But it's very helpful. Scott's an amazing player in person, so. That was awesome. Rob said, uh, Coach Payton said about you play edge, sub package and everything. Just talk about getting that chance you had at Washington to hit the quarterback there, you know, get out on the edge and, and raise some uh, fury out there. Yeah, I love I love rushing the passer. Um, and having that opportunity is, is awesome for me. Uh, like I said, transitioning from, from a hybrid end, you know, kind of got me in uh, more of a coverage responsibility. Uh, situation. So anytime I get to step up on the line and rush is fun, and, and I enjoy that. How's it well, learning under uh, Rob Ryan? Uh, how's the experience so far? It's really cool. That guy is funny and, and keeps us all engaged. So uh, I can't say enough about him. But he's a great guy, and, and he has a great plan for us. Do, do you feel like you'll be able to make an impact early on? Do you do you expect to, to play early? I expect to try as hard as I can to do just that, and whatever my role is. Uh, I will have had earned it and, uh, you know, good or bad and, you know, just the same as anybody else. How about this town? Do you, do you think you will grow to like this? I already do. I already do. This weather reminds me of home. You know, it, it'll change up on you any any second. And uh, it's nice and warm. Uh, the people are the same. You know, 
and I enjoy being out here so far. As far as, as getting to the quarterback in this game, you're up against a lot of smart veteran players mm -hmm. who are going to study you. Do you. What do you think you have to do to do you have to study up on them? What's the process sure. of well, going to do this job? I used to think so that that studying up on on the opponent was, you know, the most important thing. But actually, uh, you know, I've grown to realize that just perfect, per, uh, excuse me, perfecting what I have and the tools that, that I use uh, is the best thing I can do and make them study me. Um, obviously, I'm a rookie, so you know, I just have to continue to sharpen my tools right now and uh, worry about the rest later. Let's stay on the defensive side of the football and Florida State cornerback P.J. Williams was out there for the first time and also spoke with the media for the first time since joining John and myself back on draft night. Is there a veteran on the offense that a wide receiver uh, you're interested in testing? Uh, nah, not really. I ain't, I ain't thought too much about that. I'm just looking forward to competing and getting better. Come from a school like Florida State, how to help the transition out from going to a school like that, a good defense to this in a program? Uh, I thought so until until we got in practice because it's, it's definitely different, though. Um, tempo and stuff like that. So you, you just got to work hard and you got to learn the defense. And it's, it's always you always starting over when you get on a new team. So you got to start from pretty much the bottom. What's it like to learn from Rob Ryan, Dennis Allen, those type of coaches? And what, what are they kind of drilling into you? Oh, it's great, man. There's some great coaches and they uh, drilling everything. They want perfection and that's um, they working. They definitely working working us to get there. Uh, What's the learning curve? I guess been like for you. Uh, it's, it's been real good because a lot of things we do. I feel like um, we did a few things at FSU, so it's not much of a difference for me right now. So it's definitely going good right now. And one more selection here for you. Let's go with quarterback Garrett Grayson. There was a refreshing uh, refrain to his uh, his time with the media over the weekend. This is a guy who, well, we found out when we interviewed him on draft night, uh, which was the Friday night of the of the three day event. Uh, just what kind of a guy this is and uh, just that kind of that it factor that we could hear in his voice. But uh, this is Grayson uh, not only speaking about being here and uh, at his first uh, pro rookie minicamp, obviously, but uh, now working inside the same locker room as Saints quarterback Drew Brees. Um, speed of the game, you know, hasn't been too too bad catching up with that. Um, you know, just trying to learn as much as I can, you know, these next couple of days. The fact that you ran a pro-style offense in college. How much of a leg up do you think it gives you on some of the other spread guys? Yeah, I think it helped me a lot because, uh, you know, knowing hot reads, you know, having checks, things that we've gone over the last couple of days, um, put a ton of that in. Um, that's something that I'm used to and I've done. You really have to read the defense and based on what fronts and pressures that they're bringing. So um, definitely something that I'm used to. It seems, you know, like I said, not a huge adjustment for me. You think playing for Coach McElwain helped make you some money? Um, I, I definitely owe him a ton of credit. That's that's something I will say. Um, you know, he he helped me out a ton my, the last three years with him. Um, you know, I won't say he didn't. That's for sure. He helped me out. Like I said, um, kind of made me into the player I am today. And so at the end of the day, I do uh, want to thank him for everything he did. How about the uh, as far as knowing where to go to the right guy? I mean, is it? I know you did a lot of that in college, and that was mm -hmm. one of your strengths, but. It, on this level, is that more of an acquired skill? Is that something that's going to take some time? Um, I, I think it'll take some time, obviously, getting to know the guys. Um, but it is, you know, it's something when the play is called and, uh, you know, that moment comes on, you need to know um, what guys you can really count on um, and make a play for you. So, Your Honor, you talked about it today when you got drafted, about having 
Drew to mm -hmm. learn from. But when you're out there at practice, like a day to day, and you see him out there observing, does it kind of really hit you? Then all of a sudden, um, yeah, he I, he introduced himself to me, and it was just you know when I went up and met him, I'm like, holy cow, you know that's Drew Brees, and um, still kind of like the deer in the headlights kind of thing, because it's something you know it's a dream come true for me to be able to you know have this opportunity to learn from one of the best quarterbacks of all time. So. Is your game similar to him? Do you think? Uh, um, I don't know. I mean, that's kind of hard to compare yourself to a guy that's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Um, it, you know, if people want to compare me to him, I'm totally fine with that. Um, you know, hopefully I can be half the quarterback that he's been. If you're studying quarterbacks, though, and, and seeing guys who play the way you like to play, is, is that one of um, the ones that you... Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I guess I can't really compare myself to him. I mean, I definitely look up to him and try and... Um, you know, watch when I'm watching him on film, try and make things happen, you know, like he does out there. Because, um, like I said, he's one of the best. And um, obviously, it's, it's been working the last, you know, so many years for him. So, Gary, did you realize more later on that Coach Payton is the highest he's ever drafted quarterback ever? Any, uh, any added pressure there? To um, yeah, there's 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 that pressure, and you know, with the Saints, that was uh, highest since Archie Manning. So just being, um, you know, with Coach Payton being the highest one with him, and then being uh, mentioned in the same sentence with Archie Manning, knowing the career that he had, and because um, you know he's kind of a god down here too. So um, just to be with those guys is something that's it's truly humbling for me. Um, definitely blessed to be in this you know position. Like I said, um, I just want to keep learning as much as I can from those two guys. So. It's a little refreshing to know that you're not going to get thrown in there right away to the to the dogs there. That that you can learn under Drew. He's, he's got two years left on his deal. He's going to be around for a little while. Yeah, definitely. I think you know as a competitor, obviously I want to play right away. But um, you know, and that's something I said through the process, combine everything. Um, I told you know all the teams that I met with, I have no problem with sitting um, and learning from a guy like Drew Brees because um, you know I kind of looked you know Aaron Rodgers and the success that he's had um, sit behind Brett Favre I think that's helped him out a ton so uh, I had no no problem taking that route um, and then you know hopefully you know being able to come in behind Drew Brees and you know we won't miss a beat. All right, so those are just five of the guys who participated for the first time over the weekend, um, and their uh, work continues and will be ongoing, and we'll, uh, of course, hear from them again uh, probably in mid-June. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll wrap up today's edition of the Black and Blue Report here on NewOrleansSaints.com, Pelicans.com, iTunes, of course, and the two-team mobile apps. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. That's pretty much going to do it for us here on the Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. Glad you could join us today, and it was a, it was a good time recapping the Saints rookie minicamp over the weekend. Speaking of the Saints, tomorrow it looks like we're going to do some work with regard to uh, what 
is to come. The news of the week with regard to the Saints Hall of Fame. Uh, Ken Trahan and his group, I think, are going to be happy to help us uh, get the news to you on that front. We'll also turn our attention back toward the NBA as we get set for the Eastern and Western Conference Finals. And the NBA Draft Lottery is tomorrow night as well. Hope you guys have a great rest of your Monday. And for all of us here at Studio B on Airline Drive, I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.